Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 75, a weight loss coaching call. My name is Jesse Ellertson, and I am a certified life coach and a military wife who is in the trenches of life with each of you. This podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings, but want to improve the experience that they are having in the process. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. Today on the podcast, I am sharing with you a coaching call that I did last year with one of my clients, and it was one of our first sessions together, and she wanted to talk about weight loss, which is one of my favorite topics to coach on. And I thought I would share it with you guys this week because I know with it being January and we've just wrapped up the holidays, that weight loss is on a lot of people's minds. And as a certified life coach through the Life Coach School, we graduate uh, with the Life Coach certification and with a weight loss coach certification. And so I just wanted to put this out here so you guys could see that this is something I also love to coach on. And I know that as my listeners are mostly military wives, that often that's something that we're thinking about when our husbands are deployed of, we often have some weight loss goals that we're working on while they're away. And we're thinking about that homecoming date and wanting to be weighing a certain number on the scale by the time they get home. So anyway, I thought that you guys would enjoy this call. It's just kind of the beginnings of what I do when I'm working with my clients on weight loss. And I hope you enjoy it. Hello. How's it going? How are you? So good. I got the time right today. <laughs> we did it just right today. Okay, I'm really excited that you wanted to do this. I love coaching. It's my favorite. I and it's funny because like I watch other people and now I'm all nervous because I I don't I don't know what I want. So I know that's okay. We're gonna just explore together. It's the okay. best. I have people come to sessions all the time, not quite sure what they want to talk about. And I think particularly we get nervous of like not nervous. It's hard to pick one thing because we're like, well, I could talk about this or this or this, and they all kind of feel important, but really just talking about any one thing just loosens things up in your brain and, and wiggles things right. around. Find out like that you're like, oh, I really used to admire her. Now I just know she's a hot mess. <laughs> Girlfriend. Girlfriend, listen, that's the beauty of coaching is we're all hot messes. That's why when I'm on my podcast, I really try to share I have a hot mess moment at the end of almost every episode where I'm showing them that we're all human. Sometimes they're mine and sometimes they're other people that people have shared with me and said that I can share on the podcast, but I think that's a little trick of our lower brain, right? That yeah. we're human and no one else is, you know, but I like to show like even though I'm a I'm a life coach and I have all these tools, I just mess it up all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So do you know a few things you want to get coached on or do you want to start exploring? Like you let's just explore okay. and see what so a few things I love to coach on. Like I hear kind of three categories I give people. There's stuff in the past that is taking up more room in our brain than we want it to. Um that we wanted to kind of take a look at. And then there's stuff currently happening, whether it's like a recent interaction or something that should be simple, but it isn't something that's kind of eluding you a goal that feels impossible and you want it to feel possible or things in the future, like the way you want to think about your future or something you're trying to create or, you know, and anything in there. And then a couple of topics I love to coach on are weight loss. Obviously that's one of my faves. Um, money. I love to coach on money and no one ever wants to do it. And it's totally fine. People are really private about money and it's whatever, but that's another reason why I d decided yeah. not to be a money coach is people hate talking about money, but it's so valuable to talk about it. And I love talking about money. I love talking about relationships and, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of those 
main categories, you know, just really anything. Yeah. Weight loss is always one for me that I'm always like, oh, I know what to do. I just need to do it. So yes. Always- Let's start with weight loss. Okay. Sounds good. That's kind of a nice, so I'm working on my own weight loss goals all the time. <laughs> so fun. And when you certify at the life coach school, you, you have, they do a whole weight loss section so that we are certified life coaches and certified weight loss coaches. So mm-hmm. even if that isn't your passion, you leave life coach school with a weight loss coach certification. Anyway. Um, so I love to talk to people about, because we all know exactly what to do, right? Weight right. loss is totally understandable and simple and yet it eludes us. Right. And we can't seem to whatever, but that's because we're so focused on the actions, right? We're always thinking the diet, the exercise, which is crucial to losing weight, but we're ignoring what we're thinking about it, especially right in the moment of mm-hmm. needing to make a crucial decision. Like, oh, I, was, I told myself I was going to exercise and instead I stayed in bed or whatever. Or I told myself I wasn't going to eat that cupcake and here I am eating it, you know, kind of that right in the heat of the moment when we're not doing what we told we saw ourselves we were going to do and coming up with some really powerful, get, getting aware of what we are thinking that's leading to the actions we didn't mean to take and creating some really powerful intentional models around what we want to answer our brain with right in that moment. Because that's, that's one thing I love to talk to my clients about is we're not trying to stop our brain from offering us, I deserve a cupcake or whatever your thoughts are. And we'll get to that. We're just wanting to answer it. It says, I deserve a cupcake. And you say, no, I'm choosing me over this cupcake. You know, you come up with an answer in that moment and your brain's like, oh, cause I thought we were choosing a cupcake. And you're like, no, I'm choosing me. And and it's like, oh, okay. And then it calms down. It's like this amazing little interaction that when you have it locked and loaded, you get mm-hmm. through those moments and, and end up with the result that you're going for. So it's really, I love, love weight loss, <laughs> weight loss coaching, because it's so fascinating. And this is similar back to the money. I think anyone before, you know, life coaching, you just want to talk to people. Okay. Well, what diet are you doing? Okay. Well, when, how much do you exercise? Okay. I can do that. You know, and we're just mm-hmm. so focused on the action. And that was the same with the money. It was like, well, what, how should I budget? How should I, you know, but it's, what do you, what do you believe about money? What's your relationship with money? What's your relationship with weight loss? What's your relationship with your body? What do you think about yourself? What do you think when you make a mistake? What do you think when you, you know, it's okay. Now I'll stop talking. <laughs> so no, tell I like- me where you're at. Um, so I've been doing more like intermittent fasting somewhat, and I actually really like it. And, um, when I do the data on it, I can always tell, like, I feel like I get to write where I'm doing really well. And then I end up kind of sabotaging myself. So yes, perfect. textbook for you. <laughs> Love it. So I- even pinpoint like where you know like what went on or what circumstance happened or whatever and then it kind of went back up and I and I'm just like why why do I do that so why do I do that okay let's talk about a recent time like tell me a little bit more about your plan when you're feeling good about what you're doing like the intermittent fasting Um, what are you when I'm doing like when I'm in the zone I'm just like walking every day think about what I'm gonna eat I know what I'm gonna eat um and it's not but it's not like controlling my thoughts like I already have the plan so I'm not like consumed thinking about it all the time um and then most of it especially I think in the last few months have been well there was like you know lockdown and COVID and all that kind of stuff and then I was doing really good and then I just the last in the last couple weeks I had eye surgery done like I had lens replacement surgery done which was fine but then I was just kind of in that comfort Mm -hmm. I mean 
my diet really didn't need to change. Like I wasn't like sick or anything. I just had to grow a bit, but then it was that whole kind of, oh, well, you know, I'm recouping. I'm like not, you know, I'll just kind of eat and then I'll get back to it. So that's where I kind of am right now. Like, so. Isn't that interesting? You're like, logically, I understand my diet doesn't need to change to recover from this eye surgery yet my brain played out this story i I couldn't do the walking for a couple weeks just like out in the sunlight and the heat but other than that like diet didn't need to change Mm -hmm. (laughs) so anyway that's what i did the last couple weeks so but i've always had i mean i come from a family that has like a lot of obesity so i've always even you know i've never been like slim but even like in the weight that i've stayed which is like comparatively to my family is pretty decent but i've had to work like even to just stay here you know what i mean so are you comfortable talking about numbers? Because we don't have to, but we can if... No, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Um, oh, can you tell me your current weight? I hover around 149 or 150. And what is that? Does that feel great or where are you wanting to be? No, I want to be more like 135, but um, I haven't been there unless I do like really pretty extreme, you know? So. And you want to be able to just maintain 135. Yeah. yeah. Like regular weight without it feeling extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. I I love talking about numbers because yeah. Any, but I usually get to like my one forty seven is where like I'll get, and then I just am like that's my plateau. That's where of. you that you hit that wall. Well, I get there, and then I'm like, oh, I did it. So I'm trying to you know work through that. Okay. And when you so one forty seven feels like a wall, or your brain will be like, we we're there. You know, we did it. Okay. Right. What would you say is like your high that you're like, oh man, and you got to turn it around. Like what, when you get above 150, what makes you nervous? It used to be like 169 was like, you know, whatever. But I've like the last couple of years, I've, uh, I lost weight and I've kind of stayed around 150, which like for me, cause I could go between 150 and 170, but I don't know. That was something I felt like in the last couple of years, I was like, Oh, I feel like kind of other stuff's not mind control. So I kind of was like more intentional there. Yeah. Okay. So 170 is like, we don't go higher than that. No. And I have haven't been there for a few years like even yeah yeah you're you're staying around 150 right now we it's interesting to kind of take a look at that to say we have this built-in this is my high and I'm not going to go higher than that and this is where I would love to be and you know kind of like we have all those numbers in our head it's kind of nice to pull those out and take a look at them and I love talking about numbers specifically because I feel like it gives them a lot of power and we're not like willing to say them out loud and I I talk about my numbers a lot on my podcast because I'm I'm 200 pounds I mean I weigh a lot even though I'm really tall I'm 5'10 I don't know how tall you are I'm only like five three and a half with my hair (laughs) with my hair Um, and yeah, I'm not a petite person and I want to be more like 170. Um, Uh I hit my high right after having, I had three babies in three years. And anyway, I'll tell this whole story and I'll probably send you a podcast link for this after we talk today, but I hit my high of like two, 226. And I was like, um, this is a problem. Normally I would get to like 200 in a pregnancy and then her like get back down to a more reasonable amount anyway so i've just been on a journey of loving every number that i'm at and so i for a long time i I was able to lose some weight and i got to the 200s or to 200 and in like the 190s and i was able to write this new story in my head of like i weigh 200 pounds but like i am a beautiful 200 pound woman 
and we're afraid to like love where we're at right in that moment sometimes because then we think we'll never lose weight and i i'm a beautiful 200 pound woman and i want to weigh 170 like i don't have to you know hate where i'm at today to achieve my goal and uh, it sounds like you're not dealing with that too much but a lot of women do a lot of women think i have to kind of loathe where i am today otherwise i'll just settle in here and never leave you know that's been really yeah powerful. and i guess i think sometimes i do that like i think sometimes i a lot of times i'll be like oh you know i look good this looks good i look good in the mirror and then i see a picture and then i'm like whoa right you know? i'm with you there so, yeah that's why i'm like oh, i don't feel like I have loathing because I'll look in the mirror and think, oh, I look pretty good. And then I'll see a picture and I'm like, wow. So I have that false. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like how I look in person better than pictures too. And I don't know what it is. It's like a, I don't know. Like I feel, I feel much better about the mirror than a picture. And I, I think it's because it's flipped or it's just an angle you're not used to seeing. I don't know. I have that same problem. I also say to people like, I, I feel like I look amazing dressed. I know how to dress for my, my weight, my body, but naked. I'm like, what is happening here? People like, cause my, you know, I'm, my stomach stretched out and all these things. But when I'm dressed and in pants that kind of like do that just right, you know, and my, my butt looks great in pants or whatever. And then naked, I'm like, um, (laughs) so there's these little conflicting, you know, anyway. I'm working on loving how I look naked right now. Like that's the thing is I'm again, still wanting to lose more weight, but I'm trying to love like every part of me today. That's a little bit of the journey that I'm on. And And so I'm working on loving my pictures too, which is fun. You were using something, sorry. No, I agree. I like that. I like that thing about, you know, liking where you're at instead of, you know. It's it's a great place to start. We, you know, and yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, you said when you've been 135, you've had to kind of be extreme. So talk to me about what extreme is. Oh, I mean, gosh, back in the day, I mean, Scott and I were doing body for life, weightlifting, and we were, you know, shakes, pills, all of that. Yeah. Okay. And I'm guessing like in your diet, like just no, no junk food, no junk food. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I was younger and I think that becomes kind of an excuse, but, um, you know, I hit kind of menopause full on too in the last three years. So mm-hmm. that was, you know, and hormones and all of that. So those well, all can be like circumstances of, well, I can't, but that, I mean, I still can. I just what <laughs> a to, fun, fun time yeah. being menopause <laughs> right in the yeah. midst of moving yeah. and Ashley and retiring and all that. Oh, yeah. like what I need right now is crazy hormones. That'll help. Yeah. 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 So you were younger. Anything else about when you've been able to maintain the 135 that sticks out to you? No, that's, I mean, that's the story of my life. And that's kind of where um, I've looked more into fasting as just like a lifestyle than a diet because um, the whole diet mentality of just getting to a certain point or a certain event, you know, I mean, honestly, if you want to talk military wives, oh, there's a change of command coming up. We're going to be in the pictures, you know, diet down, you know, there's, there's this event, there's this event, there's my daughter's getting married, you know, this event kind of things, you know, it's always like event or class reunion. And then as soon as it's over, then it's like, oh, you know, game on. And so I really am trying to work with that mentality of um, a certain date. Exactly. And that's where we shift our thinking from I'm losing weight for this event to like, I want to be fit and trim in my life, Right. right? Like just that mindset shift there is so valuable. I want to write out two models and I can do this cool thing where I share my screen with you. We can just write on this little whiteboard together. No, you're good. I um, may have done this a few times with my students. So I'm like, oh Oh, yeah, perfect. (laughs) Zoom's the best, man. Okay. We're going to just write out a quick model about where you are right now. 
Okay. And then we're going to write out a model of where you think you would be, what you think you would be thinking and feeling if you weighed the 135. So current weight, we're just going to say about 150. Okay. And that's our current model. And this will be our future model. Okay. okay. So what are you, let's just start with feeling. What are you feeling about your, where you are right now, your current weight? I, like my thoughts have been, if I did what I know, I could already have been down more, especially I could have used this time to like focus. Why have I wasted so much time? I, now pandemic hit, I could have used it to lose more weight instead of, you know, just kind of like a little bit of bashing, I guess. Yeah. A little bit hard on yourself. Okay. Yeah. So there's kind of a feeling, uh, well, those were your thoughts and that was perfect. I know that's fine. I've, I've, if I, if I was doing what I know I was supposed to be doing, I wouldn't be at this weight kind of, is that kind of sum it up a thought like that? Or if I had used my, my time more wisely, if I was doing what I know I need to do, I wouldn't weigh 150 or. Yeah. Then I'll also just throw in there. If I had used my time more wisely, because that's kind of on there too. So what, what are you, so then what are you feeling when you think thoughts like that? Just not in control. I don't know if that's, what's the feeling? Frustrated. Yeah, yeah frustrated or something like there's that. almost like a little bit of regret. Yeah, regret or self, you know, self-loathing. Like, yeah. Yeah, on that timing one, a little bit of regret. Usually I like to write out like kind of a few emotions and we'll often cut it back to one, but I like to kind of pull a few out. I like the not in control. Mm-hmm. That That word is like, if you were just to put it in one word, it would be... <laughs> Well, just it's out of control, right? But I don't know. Maybe there isn't just one word for that. Sometimes all right, disempowered, but that's not quite what we're going for here because I think that one's really accurate for the, if I was doing what I know I need to do to lose weight, I wouldn't be 150 because that's this conflict represented in our brain. And so we always have that going on. And I used to not even, I used to almost feel like I was a little crazy where I, I, in this weight loss one, like, I know exactly what I need to do. Why am I not doing it? You know, it's, it's because yeah, your lower brain is coming at yeah. you with a conflict. Like, oh, well, we're just tired. We got eye surgery. We deserve a cupcake. We, and it comes at you with every little conflicting thought that goes against what you just totally logically understand and know you can do. And it's all really simple and all that. So that is just having a higher and lower brain, which we all have. <laughs> I know you know this. And I love what I try to, what I work with my clients on when I first started learning about the lower brain, I was like, this guy has got to go. Like we need to cure my lower brain, get rid of it. But I started to realize that fighting against myself wasn't honestly getting me anywhere. And so what I talk to my clients about now is becoming best friends with your lower brain. Like I love to treat my lower brain really gently and lovingly almost like a small child, like we'll call it the toddler brain too, right? So you know when when your toddler comes up to you and they're exhausted and hungry and they're throwing a tantrum, like you have one option where you're just like, stop yelling, right? Or you have another one where you're just like, I can tell you're so tired. I love you. Let's get you a nap and a snack or, you know, and that's how I talk to my lower brain. I talk to it tenderly and lovingly like a small child that I love. (laughs) And I talk to my brain almost like it's different than me. I understand that it's just me and my thoughts, but I I feel like I almost have this external relationship with my lower brain because I, I hear it's, I, I, I love to say like, I hear you. I hear your protest. I hear your complaint. I hear your problem. I hear your conflict. I hear your drama. That's all the stuff our lower brain's offering us. But I'm just going to do this, this thing I know I want to do, this thing I've decided to do. And it's so powerful to be like, I'm never going to cure my lower brain. I don't want to get rid of it. I want to get on the same, I want to, I want to get on a team with it, you know, to have the power to hear it and then operate from 
your higher mm -hmm. grade. So good. Okay, so I like the not in control. I think that's the one we're going to stick with. And I, I think we're going to clean this up just a little bit. It's really helpful when we just have one thought and right. one feeling in the lines. And so do you think that not in control represents that conflict you're feeling in your head a little bit? Yeah, yeah for sure. Like if I were in control, I would just be doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. Okay. So then what actions do you take from, so think about this specifically, and we can get into, we, we are going to get into a little bit more of a specific example in a minute, but think about the actions that you take from feeling not in control when you're thinking, this is so dumb, I know what to do, right? I, I was just doing what I know I do, like, and then you're feeling not in control, and then you take actions from that moment, from that model. When I'm not in control, then I end up like eating a bunch of junk food that I'm not even hungry. Not even hungry. That I'm the same way. <laughs> and it's um, like just a bunch of junk all at once. Mm. And there's no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, it's like a dramatic eating instead of yeah. just like, oh yeah, I'll just eat a cookie instead. You're like, well, I'm gonna have 10 cookies. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's a little more drama. Yeah. Dramatic yeah. eating. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Then I just am like, just beat myself up. Like, again, don't feel good. Feel gross. Yeah, don't feel good. That's my goal. <laughs> yes. And we, we judge ourselves. Do you find yourself doing that? Like you. Oh, yeah. Judge yourself. You're like, get it in control. <laughs> okay. Anything else you want to add there? That's great. I just. Um, in the action line, we can really put like a, and, you know, a lot of stuff. I like to put what we're doing and kind of what's going on in our brains. And even sometimes we'll notice our interactions with people around us will change. Yeah. I mean, like even especially like, so my husband and I usually like when we're pretty goal oriented on how we're eating and doing stuff like that, we're, we usually do it together. And so then if we're not on the same sheet of music, I'll kind of be like, well, if you were, you know not having that or eating that or whatever. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So you yeah. kind of like <laughs> blame someone else. Blame, yeah. Blame him yeah. just a little bit for yeah. the way he's eating and how that's affected you and all that. Okay. And so then the result, which is often tied to the thought line here. And I think this one works out really well of you're not doing what you know you need to do. And exactly. you continue to weigh 150. Right. Like you just, your C stays the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not doing what you what I know I need to do, keep weighing around 150. And you can see this, this, we see this in models so often that the thought that creates the feeling of not in control is creating action that goes exactly against what we're trying to accomplish. Like that is that trick of our brain. Your lower brain offers you the thought of like, no, you need to do, why aren't you doing it? You feel out of control, you eat, right? That's, it's just really fascinating. Okay, so this second model we're gonna do is going kind of to, even though you've weighed 135 before, we're thinking about weighing 135 as who you are today. You know, menopause, your age, your, your, your current level of exercise, just exactly if it could be like one month from now and you weighed 135. So we're going into, I call it dreamland just because this hasn't occurred in the most recent months for you or whatever. So we call it dreamland. We say, if I'm going out into just dreamland, and I weighed 135, what would I be thinking, feeling, doing, and what would my current result? Okay. And we can start anywhere in the model. Like you can say, okay, what do you think I'd be feeling? What, what would I be feeling if I weighed 135? Self-confident. Okay. Um, happy. Healthy, maybe? Yeah, healthy. Healthy. Another <laughs> I one I really like but... is um, disciplined. Like yeah. when I yeah. imagine myself having accomplished what I set out to accomplish, I think I would be feeling so disciplined. I would just be doing exactly what I set out to do every day. And that's so disciplined. And I, I like that word disciplined. Okay. Anything else? 
I, it's not really a feeling, but like buying the clothes, like buying clothes that, that I like. Action line, buying clothes you like. Like you currently, what are you currently feeling about your clothes? Um, I mean, I I feel I feel okay with my current size, but um, I don't know. So if you weighed one thirty five, it might be a little easier to shop. If I, yeah, like if I saw something and thought, oh, that might look cute on me, then it, it have would more have a more likelihood of fitting mm-hmm. or okay. looking like I think it would look. Okay, and it, let's. So we're gonna go to the action line now. If you were feeling self confident, happy, healthy, and disciplined, what would you mm-hmm. be doing? And one would be easier to buy clothes, buy clothes you like. What else would you be doing? Like in regards to eating, exercise, dressing, thinking, what would you be doing? Maybe, I don't know. I feel so that's feelings. Yeah. So like, for example, have you heard Jody talk about one, one thing she pushes besides the intermittent fasting is the 24-hour eating plan? Yes. And so yes. you decide every day what you'll eat that day and not one other thing crosses your lips. And that's it. You yes. can put a, a cupcake on your eating plan. Right. You just can only eat what you plan for. So yeah. I, I don't know if you want to do that or not, but that, that could be something you put in action. Like, oh yeah, if I was, because, hang on, whoa, sorry. Sometimes I do this. Pause for just a second. Sometimes I get caught up in all my words. I wanted to ask you this earlier and I forgot. Do you think there's a way to maintain 135 without it feeling extreme? That's what I wanted to ask you earlier. So. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think, especially doing this model where we're saying, okay, I'm 135 and how am I maintaining this in just a really normal way in a really regular life way that I can sustain? That's not extreme. You know, that I feel like that's what you're describing to me now, but you'll notice that little story in your mind of like, well, I've been 135, but it's, I've had to have been extreme to like be there. And so if that, if that story is coming up for you, you can see why your lower brain is like 147 is all we got. Cause I don't want to be extreme anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. So that's really valuable to find those little stories that we're telling our and story, just a thought, right? A little thought we're telling ourselves that. Yeah, I'm sure that's what I'm doing to myself. Like, oh, it's so much work. Yeah. So it feels it as we contemplate this model, this future model. It feels like this is something you could create for yourself in a really normal, sustainable way without it being extreme. Yeah. So the action is just like even having a plan, like knowing my plan, knowing. Like, would you want to shoot for that 24-hour eating plan? Yeah, Does that yeah. feel doable yeah. to you? Yeah, so 24-hour sure. eating plan. One thing that I'll do, I do mine in the morning because uh-huh. I don't eat breakfast. Right. So I feel like that's still enough in advance that I know, okay, here's what I'm eating for lunch, snack, dinner. And I don't even always have a snack, but I, I can't ever decide the night before. I feel like I just have, my brain has not switched to the next day, but yeah. first thing in and the I morning. I don't eat breakfast either, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's totally doable. That makes it feel really doable to me. Okay. And this goes along with like the discipline, right? The discipline is having a plan and then doing the plan, right? Right. So it'd be nice to be able to have it easier to buy clothes and be buying, buying clothes in a new size that you like, you're excited about. You would also be having a 24 hour eating plan that you would be doing and you'd continue with the intermittent fasting because you're liking how that's feeling. Mm-hmm. What else would you be doing? Think about anything else with diet, anything with exercise that you would, if you were weighing 135 and just maintaining it easily, what would you be exercise? Um, um, walk. Yeah. I would probably do walking and yoga. Walk. And is this daily or? I feel better when I do it daily. Yeah. Okay. Walk daily. And so one thing, the reason why that's important to take a look at is you'll notice, I'm going to write down, I want to go into this in a minute because always I'll forget. You'll notice that there's days you want to skip, right? And this is, this is, these are such 
good learning things as we're starting to watch it. We're saying on a day we skip, we notice, okay, what was I thinking right when I decided to skip? Because I know logically I want to walk every day. I feel good when I walk every day. Um, Where are you able to walk? Do you have like a treadmill or? So I have been, even when it got warm, I've been walking outside here. I mean, it's hot, but I've been, I was just until a couple of weeks ago, I was doing like three or four miles a day walking. Oh, nice. And and I get out early and that's what makes it possible. Yeah. And And I live in a neighborhood that has taller buildings. So then I can just walk the shade line. Oh, nice. Okay. And that's good to have a plan of really how you'll execute it because obviously, you know, if you can't go outside, but your plan was to walk every day that it gets tricky, right? So, um, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, just, it just made me think though, that is something about me though. If I put like a daily thing down, I'm one of those people that if I don't do it a hundred percent that I'm like, oh, you know, so, totally. That's, that's, that like? you like to be all in or you're like, Oh, I didn't go today. So now it's not perfect. So then yeah. So where does that fall? <laughs> that is, that's our lower brain and our lower brain okay. loves to offer us all or nothing. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm an all or nothing. That's the words I was looking for. Okay. All or nothing. And it's, it's like a version. It, it, I, see, I'm not a perfectionistic person. Um, and I'm not a lot of things. I'm kind of more of the slacker, especially in my relationship, but some things I guess I am. Yeah. But I think what, what it does is it gives us an out. Our brain is wanting us to stop. It wants us to, our lower brain, it wants us to stop going for goals, stop trying things, stop leaving our house every day. It wants us to stay small and quiet and safe and not try for things. And so it's like, how can I get her to stop walking every day? Oh, we missed a day, right? Mm-hmm. It, it offers you that as if we're not walking every day, what's the point, right? So I have some thoughts on that. And I wrote a note here. We're going to come back to that in just a second. So we can just finish this model. But because I've, I've had to, I love Jody will talk about how we have a relationship with everything in our life. And I've really started to see that. Like I have a relationship with exercising. I have a relationship with food. There's some, there's things we know a little more clearly. Like I have a relationship with my husband. I have a relationship with God. I have a relationship with my clothes. And then, you know, I was doing that podcast episode the other day that I mentioned about asking for help. Like I have a relationship with asking for help. It's so interesting to see like, what, what is my relationship with that thing? And so I've been really looking at my relationship with exercise and identifying the thoughts that are really productive and working for me and the thoughts that are really sabotaging my exercise efforts. Right. So we'll, we'll come back to that and I'll send you. That's true. (laughs) He has a really awesome podcast that opened up my eyes to have a relationship with everything talking about something like relationship with your life. I'll send it to you, but it talks about how you have a relationship with the city you live in. You have a relationship with your car. Like it's really fascinating to just bl- open up your mind like that. I have a relationship with every single thing I come into contact with truly. And it's so good. Okay. Let's finish this model and then I'll give you some of my exercise thoughts. Okay. Um, okay. Walk, walk, should we say walk or do yoga daily? So it's just like one exercise thing a day or when does the yoga fit in? So that, that would be, so that's something I want to do more of, but I'm not doing it. So not. that was just looking at, an action of future me. <laughs> okay. So let's say future you is walking daily and doing some yoga, or you could say regular yeah, some, yoga. Some, some was good. I like the word regular because this yeah, is what true. I say to myself, like with my scripture study, I, yeah. I noticed that everywhere we're com- commanded to read our scriptures or whatever, it's saying regular scripture study. It doesn't say daily. It doesn't. And I like to do daily, but that helps me break that all or nothing. Like if I miss a day, I'm like, well, I'm studying regularly, right? Regularly. I love that word. So we can say regular yoga or some yoga where you just know I'm getting to it on a regular basis. <laughs> you know, I like that word. <laughs> Okay. So that's got your exercise. We've talked about what your eating would be like if you were this person. I wanted to ask you, what do you think would be going on in your mind? Remember you're feeling self-confident, 
you're feeling happy, you're feeling healthy and disciplined. What would you be, what would be going on up here? And, and we're not, so let me clear this up, sorry. We're not talking about the thought yet. We're just talking about a little bit like in your first one where you're judging yourself, you're blaming other people, you're beating yourself up. That's all what's going on up here and not with a specific thought, but just some of those actions you're taking in your mind almost. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Right. So self-confident, happy, healthy, disciplined. Um... What do you think that, like, would, you, would your brain be a, a friendly place to be? And that's something I'll talk to my, talk to my clients about. Yeah. Just loving myself more. I think just that kindness. 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 Yeah. That's so good. Kindness for yourself. I like talking about compassion. That's another good one because one yeah. thing, one thing and that I know, consider myself a kind, compassionate person to others. And so that's why I really am like, why can't I be like that with myself? Yeah. Yeah. It just takes some intentionality, right? Just some, I've decided to be compassionate with myself. And one thing that we know is we know that we are humans, right? So what humans do is they sometimes get it right and they sometimes get it wrong. And so even if you're weighing 135 and being disciplined, you're still going to have a day where you skip your exercise, a day where you eat the thing you didn't plan, like a day where you, you, you might have five, six days that you were on your 24 hour eating plan. And then something comes up and you have a day where you messed up. But the, the magic that the, everything in that is what you do after you mess up. And this is what we don't, when I say mess up, you know what I mean, right? Like go a little bit off plan or right. j- just, you know, don't stick to your plan. The magic is in what you do up here and physically when you mess up that's where it all lies all your success because what we want to do is say well this means i'm not disciplined that i might as well give up that's the all or nothing right um we beat ourselves up we judge ourselves like all of that is how we typically without managing our mind will respond to a human failure a human mistake a human mess up but to switch that around to say to like I can't remember if you and I talked about this the other day, but curiosity is, is one of my favorite places that helps me get to compassion where when I have a day where I just noticed, oh man, I told myself the story of, I need a recovery day. I need, you know, I'm telling myself this story and then I did it. I ate the things I did, whatever. That's so interesting. I wonder why I felt like I needed that. I wonder why those thoughts took me to this action. I wonder why uh, this last time when I had that thought, I didn't follow through with it. But this time I had the thought and I did. And it's just that self-evaluation instead of that uh, self-criticism that is the seriously the secret to success. Because we definitely will. Like I plan on, plan on screw ups. <laughs> this is weighing 135 and maintaining it in, not, in a non-extreme way. You plan on your humanness. It doesn't mm-hmm. catch you off guard. It doesn't surprise you. And it doesn't give you any reason to be harsh on yourself. You just say, oh, that's so interesting. Like I can see now that when my husband blank, 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 and I think these things that I really have a strong urge to blank. And then sometimes I do that, you know? And you just have that understanding. Like another word for me for compassion is understanding. Like I just understand why I did those things. I I own that I created it, right? Uh It's not my husband. It's that when he did that, I thought this, felt this, and then did this. Like you see that model play out, right? And it's everything. It's, It's everything. It's so good. And we often ignore this part of it. Like what will I do when I screw up? We just think I'll just never screw up. And that's hallway 135, right? This definitely will. It's like we were talking about the other day with our kids. We're definitely going to screw our kids up a little bit. We're definitely, you know, we're going to be a great mom, great mom, great mom, screw up, great mom, great mom, great mom, screw up. We just plan on it, plan on our humanness. Right. Okay. So I'm adding that for you to your plan as something I encourage you to 
implement as you become this future version of yourself. Okay, so we've got loving yourself, kindness for yourself, compassion, I'm going to say slash understanding. Because compassion for me, I love that word, but sometimes it is a little abstract for me in the moment, but understanding, I'm like, okay, I can spend time understanding why I did that or what, you know, what came up for me. I, want, I, can, I can understand that model that I took action from. Okay. Anything else you want to add to the action line? I, I think, I think we, yeah, we've yeah. got it covered here, but okay. So then your result would be what we talked about easily, comfortably, and sustainably weighing 135. Okay. Not extreme. Does that feel possible? Yeah. Okay. So now here's the, I know I, I keep saying this is the magic, all the parts of the magic, okay. but the, the, the magic, the, the key component here is what would you need to be thinking and believing to feel self-confident, happy, healthy, disciplined. And I we really should just have one feeling there, but we're thinking of this a little bit broad of, of, you know, a few different models of you and your future self. So we can talk about a few different thoughts. Okay. So I, I want so, you to yeah, sit with that for a second and I can definitely give you some suggestions, but I want to see what comes up for you. First. I don't know. I just like, I've got this. I don't okay. know. That's a thought. Okay. That's a perfect thought. It's often yeah. very, a very simple thought. Yeah. Like that. Uh, I have the tools to do this. I don't know. I'm just. Yeah. I, I have the tools. And um, I wouldn't what, what some suggested thoughts. Yeah. Let me tell you a few that have worked really, really well for me because, well, okay. So let me tell you this often a well-constructed sentence mm -hmm. is something that comes like, it was like, okay, when you're running an unintentional model, right. I, I was coaching someone the other day and she was like, um, I'm, I'm doing a crappy job of teaching my kids uh, independence or something. And I was like, okay, you know, we started to plug that into the model and she said well actually it's more like sometimes I don't blah, blah, blah. and she like rephrased it and cleaned it up a little bit and I was like no I want to know the sentence your brain is offering you in the heat of the moment when you see your kid do the thing and you think I'm doing a crappy job like it's it's a less refined thought often what we are thinking in that moment than the sentence we craft later even if it still kind of represents it like we want to talk to our brain the way it's talking to us meaning we want to when we write out the models it's so effective to really put in the words our brain uses and the way it says it to us. And so I was, I was bringing this up because often it's a simpler, shorter phrase. Like one of my lower brain's favorite thoughts that takes me to either like resentment or frustration is, are you kidding me? Like, it's <laughs> so interesting to see it that way because what I'm, what I'm thinking after, as I think about the, are you kidding me is I can't believe they did that or said that or whatever, a more crafted sentence. But mm -hmm. I have found so much power in my unintentional and my intentional models to speak to my brain the way it speaks to me in that moment, right? And so I've got this. I love this one because it's something you can just answer your brain with and it's a shorter, simpler, just almost like a command. Like it's saying, I have no idea. And you're like, no, I've got this. You know, it's this quick kind of easier response. So I, and I sometimes I will craft out sentences, but I like the simpler ones. So I just wanted to give that to you. Um, so I've got this, I have the tools, a couple that have been working really well for me is, and again, we're thinking of these sentences as answers to our lower brain's complaints, right? Our lower brain's ob objections. So one that you might want to do is like, I know, I know what to do. That's a little bit like I have the tools, you know, I know what to do. Yeah. And the tools is kind of more of a, I probably said that just like, oh, that, that's an answer that sounds good. <laughs> that feels, yeah. But to, to, to like learn how your brain is going to be like, oh, I'm not sure. And you're like, no, I know what to do. You know, it's that 
Yeah. You want to look for those simple objections and then give it like a simple answer back. Um, another one that has been really powerful for me is my brain has a little story that skipping treats and things like that is really hard, right? Mm -hmm. Or especially, especially when a circumstance changes, like, oh, I'm camping or it's a birthday or something. <laughs> or it's Sunday. <laughs> or, or it's Sunday. Or I had surgery or my husband just got home from whatever, right. you know, right. and I have been working I Yes, I've been working on rewriting that story a little bit, or or, or I think I'm going to have less fun, right? If I yeah. skip the thing, like I go to the camping when I did camping this summer, and I think, oh, camping won't be quite as fun if I don't have s'mores and I don't have Starburst and whatever, you know, the junk food. And so I've been working on rewriting that story of it's it's not hard, like it's it's easy. It's honestly, I I so the one I say is losing weight is easy and fun, and this is one that I am working on believing because I really have a strong story that easing, losing weight is complicated and hard and takes extreme efforts. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I'll catch myself thinking a little objection, like, Oh, this is going to be hard and it's not as fun. And I'm like, no, actually I'm having a great time. Like I love, like I nail it at the end of the day where I'm like, Oh, look how I had that gorgeous salad for lunch. And I weigh myself the next morning and it's all feeling so good. And like, it's, it's, I have to show myself the parts that are fun because it's not as easy to recognize as eating Starburst. That, that is easier to recognize as fun than losing weight. But when I, when I tell myself the story of losing weight is easy and fun, I look for the evidence. I look for how when I went camping, I had so much fun and I didn't eat the junk food. Like and at the same lot. time, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just like that a lot. I like yeah. that. At the same time, because I, I watch for the all or nothing, I planned a s'more into my three days of camping. So I didn't eat any of the junk food that I wasn't even hungry for or cared about, but I thought it would be fun to have a s'more one of the nights. And I just planned it in mm -hmm. and it was so easy. And then I just ate that s'more and it felt amazing. And my brain was like, oh no, we're eating a s'more and we don't eat junk food. And I'm like, no, I planned on this one. That's the beauty of the 24 hour eating window is you answer your brain with like, no, this one was on plan. This s'more is on plan, you know, so good. Yeah. Okay. And I like that. I like that thought of losing weight is easy and fun because then it gives you something to look for and to validate kind of. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. you want to feel just, you want to feel happy and healthy. And to me, happy and healthy is light and easy mm -hmm. and fun and, and simple, you know, and it's not, you're, you're not, um, when you, when you feel like when the story is in order to do that, I have to be like crazy exercising and crazy diet and crazy, you know, that doesn't sound fun at all. Like, no wonder we don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we want it to just be like, oh, that would just be like a Tuesday. I just don't eat junk food. And I, you know, I plan in an occasional s'more. It's all very simple. Okay. Another one. You, and, and as I'm giving you mine here, and I think they will be helpful for you, but really start to watch for what your brain's objections are. Because another one of my brain's objections, when I see like, oh, my kids made brownies and I love brownies. And then my brain will say, and maybe it's not even working. Maybe what you're doing is not even working. And then I'm like, oh yeah, maybe it's not. And then I eat the brownie, right? So I have a very simple answer for that one. I just say, it's working. <laughs> it sounds so funny, but I say it's, de it's definitely working. Like what I'm doing is definitely working. It's working. So I have different versions of that depending on what my brain is objecting to me right in that moment. And I yeah. just smile and I just say, you know, I'm just choosing. Oh, that's another one. I'm choosing me over that brownie. Like what I'm doing is working. I have to, I'm quick to believe that it's, I qu I'm quick to believe that it's not working. And the beauty of reminding myself throughout my day that what I'm doing is working. Again, I look for evidence and this is going to be, we can put this on your action line. You look for evidence for whatever it is you're spending time thinking 
And we want to build a folder for believing of why it's working and believing why it's easy and fun and believing why it's worth it to choose yourself over that bite or over that bowl of cereal that you weren't planning or whatever. And what, another thing that makes that so powerful is to believe that it's working is then you can handle the ups and downs of your hormones and your weight going up a little bit this week and down a little bit because you'll know when our weight goes up, that doesn't mean it's not working. And when our weight goes down, that just like all of that is just math in this big like science experiment. And so if you, no matter what is happening in a circumstance line, believe that what you're doing is working, then you handle those highs and lows so much better. That's really good. Okay. Really good. I'm going to send you this and okay. a little I'll bit just, of homework. No, I'm going to just copy and paste it and send it to you in an email. Okay, cool. So don't worry about that. Okay. And I'll send you a little bit of homework and a couple of podcast episodes. And then cool. in a little bit, we'll, we'll schedule another session. The podcast. All right. That was awesome. I'm excited to think about this. Okay. Awesome. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Are you ready to take what you are learning here to the next level? Then join me for resiliency training. This is my monthly coaching program that includes a private coaching session with me each month, along with weekly content and individual email support. Start anytime for just $100 a month and continue at that rate as desired with no obligation. We can all use a little help sometimes to get through the difficulties of military life, and that's exactly the boost this program will give you. Sign up on my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.